It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Welcome into the session here on the new Rise FM and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. I'm Scott Saunders here with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And well, here's kind of a relative term. Um, We are making use of technology today. Tom is uh, Zooming with me today. And um, why, why don't you tell them why we're Zooming today, Tom? Well, Scott, we're zooming because I was out plowing, snow blowing the driveway and slipped on the ice and landed square on my left hip. And there's clearly no doubt that there was something wrong. And I broke my femur and dislocated it from my hip bone. And amazing technology again. The doctor went in and he did two little incisions repaired my femur and put it back in my hip and now it's a road to recovery so the leg bone is reconnected to the hip bone yes for now I'm thankful for that <laughs> so how is how is uh, finley the family dog uh, handling you being laid up again oh he has been in fact this morning during my exercises of walking he would not leave my side he was walking with me. It was so cool to see. He is such a loving, caring dog, and he could tell something was wrong. Last night, he cuddled up next to me on the couch. He put his head in the, my elbow and just kind of laid there for a while. And <laughs> I thought, oh, how sweet. We can learn a lot from dogs. <laughs> yes, we can. Well, so now yeah. you know how to pray for Tom and pray for healing in his life. And uh, neither rain nor snow nor sleet nor breaking of leg will uh, keep us from our appointed duties. And That's uh, right. we're going to continue our celebration of Love Month here on the session with <laughs> uh, something that we know is going to take two weeks. I mean, it's just it's just a given that Tom and I will take two weeks to do this. And uh, today's uh, beginning conversation called Keeping the Romance Alive. And uh, Tom, before we dive into that, why don't we take a, a dive into God's Word? Out of Solomon 2 and verse 15, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil and ruin the vineyards of love while our vineyards are in blossom. It's catch the little varmints that are getting in the way of your vineyard, but also Solomon is using that as one of the things that are keeping you from being closer, more intimate in your marriage. And let's get the foxes out. And as Barney Fife might say, nip it in the bud. Yeah. yeah. Nip those little foxes in the bud before they become something bigger like a lion. 
So one of the things that we want to do as we begin this conversation, Tom, is the idea of, and we've talked about this before, of dating your mate. Now, let's unpack yes. that just a little bit, that maybe there are some of us crusty old folks that have been married almost as long as you. So do, do you and Kathy still date? Yeah. And what um, does a, what does a date look like when you've been married for 47 years? Scott, that's really interesting that you would say that. And a number of my marriages that are similar in length of time that they've been married, we've had this conversation about, you know, what does it look like? And uh, they say, well, for us, it's usually we go out to dinner and then we go to Walmart. <laughs> we, <laughs> okay. We go, we go out to dinner and we go to Kroger's and buy a few groceries. You know, it, it's kind of a practical thing. But you know what? At this stage, we're still spending time together. That is a good thing. But, you know, for us to just have a date, just the two of us, to me, is very special. When should this process begin in marriage? Hopefully it started before you said I do, and certainly it should continue after the honeymoon. So it's a it's a continual throughout the marriage kind of thing that we want to do. Yeah, that's for sure. Do you guys, when you are when you do these dates, do you ever kind of do a, um, kind of like in our notes say here, try revisiting dates you did in history. Do you guys go back and review, hey, you remember when we did this or when we went here and that kind of thing? Well, you know, Scott, that, that really would, would be fun. And on the occasion that we have done it, it's been good, to, you know, to think about as an example. In my mind, oftentimes revisit the whole Hunderson getaway that we had, the one that turned out to be so spooky. <laughs> so that one I remember. But some of the dates, it, it's, it's fun to think about what we've done, where we've gone. And that can rekindle. That's the whole point of why that's in there. Revisiting dates that you did in history is because it can help trigger some of those feelings and memories. And some couples might say, well, what happened to that? And now we've, we've got an opening to begin to help. On the session today, we're talking about keeping the romance alive as we celebrate Love Month here on the session. And we're talking about dating your mate. And, Tom, can this be as simple as... You know, going out for ice cream, but I know another thing you advocate are 24-hour getaways. Yeah. Even if, if you can't afford 24 hours, 12, or if you can, you're, you can, depending on what you can afford, 48-hour getaways, they're quick, they're fun. The vice president and I, we have oftentimes talked about how can we pack as much fun into 48 hours as possible. It's getting away from the computer and getting away from the cell phones, and just enjoying it. And boy, can that be good. I would say some of my fondest memories in our marriage were from the 24 to 48-hour getaway. That doesn't allow you to go very far. Where have you gone to? What kind of things have you all done? We have toured most all, all the state lodges. That has really been special. Most recently, we went to one up in near Toledo. That was a really good one. We did play some golf. We also rented bikes now i have a bike that is hung in our our garage ever since we've lived here and we've been here 20 plus years <laughs> so i've never never taken it down once we put it up there so i haven't ridden a bicycle and neither had kathy you know forever so getting on a bicycle again you know they 
they tell you, you never forget how to ride a bike. You've heard that before? Yeah, I heard that before. So is that true? It, I, I seriously challenge that. <laughs> <laughs> so 24-hour getaways are the kind of thing you can do as we talk about dating your mate here on the session. And another thing, I focus on the family suggested some things you've got listed here, too. And since it is February and it's cold, you might maybe go to the gym together. Now, I know you are a big swimmer. Does right. Kathy ever join you in the pool? She's not one that, that enjoys swimming very much. So if we do a, go together, we more likely would end up on an exercise bike. Okay. Going to the gym together is something that can be something that ignites the romance. There's something good about relaxing like that and then celebrating it afterward with some kind of positive memory. And you bring right back in the celebration of success. You go to the gym and you ride for 15 minutes and you celebrate that we did it together. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the couples I have been working with have talked about how they've gone out to the Ritzman Mall and walked the mall. Warm, and it's very doable. So, you know, that's a good one. Now, what about this idea? Focus on the family suggests something here, Tom, to go shopping, buy new clothes and throw away the ugly sleep shirts and pajamas. That, that's without question. The wives were pumped up. They, that's got their interest already. <laughs> You're gonna take me shopping, honey. That will be very romantic. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. So now maybe your bedtime pajamas are different because you've got others you can replace with them. You know, and maybe, maybe just maybe buying something that it gets your mate's attention. Now the other suggestion yeah. they make here, Tom, is to change habits. What are we talking about here? Well, when we talk about changing habits, you know, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always be what we've always been. And so to change the routine and what romance looks like, we always relax on the the couch watching TV and we always watch this show. Well, what would happen if we didn't turn the TV on? I don't know. I might go into cardiac arrest. I'm not <laughs> sure. It's changing things like that. And in the next show, when we talk more about the physical intimacy side of, of marriage, that's another big area where we want to be careful to change maybe some of the routine there. Okay. So, so. the idea of just maybe coming up with something new, and it could be as simple as walk down the hill first instead of up the hill first. It could be yeah. turn off mm-hmm. Jeopardy for an evening. Let's go for a drive. Yeah. That's changing routine. Sherry and I used to do a thing when it would uh, storm. I remember one night we got a really bad storm, and Aaron was maybe 18 months old, two years old. We packed her in the car seat, put her in the back seat. We went and chased the storm. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was, you know, we just, there's some more lightning. It must be moving that way. So we turned down a road, and we'd follow it that way, and, we went out for a couple hours that way, and Aaron doesn't remember it, fortunately. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and it was something she, different. Yeah. Did she fall asleep? Uh, absolutely. Slept through the whole thing, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about keeping the romance alive today on the session. And if things sound a little different today, let me apologize in advance, because I'm in the studio on a microphone, and Tom is on Zoom at home. 
Tom has uh, broken his hip. So we're trying to make this work the best we can. And um, so I hope you'll just be patient with us with the different sound of the audio today uh, here on the session. But we're talking about keeping the romance alive. And I know we move to this next thing, Tom, and this is uh, another one of those things in Tom Russell's wheelhouse, and that is communication. Communication, we talk about the communication highway rather consistently. Do so in a non-threatening and non-judgmental way, which is why focus on the family is focus on the family. They're telling us, do it in a non-threatening and non-judgmental way. Well, the communication highway, we want to make in marriage as safe as the highway is out there. And there are rules to that highway to keep it safe out there. Those rules, as an example, a stoplight or a stop sign, we typically listen to those. If it's red, we typically stop the light. If the, if the sign is there, it's a stop sign, we stop. But on the communication highway, the stop sign or a stoplight is when your marriage partner is talking and you're not. At that moment, you don't have the right of way. We listen. And you know what? That's one of the greatest gifts we can give our marriage partner is to listen to them. And it's probably and one it of the hardest been. things for us to do as men. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when football is involved. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're watching football, we probably don't want to uh, have any meaningful conversations on the communication highway. Yeah, no, the, the football widow is a real thing during football season. And unfortunately, Sherry is one. Uh, so it's, it's really about treating each other differently, isn't it? Let's change how we treat each other. It's so critically important. Let's call each other during the day at work. Now that's kind of a neat one. That's changing something. Or, you know, it's a short, sweet text that lets you, your marriage partner know you're thinking about them. For Kathy, I, I have, I'll send her five or six red hearts, text them to her, you know, oh, yeah. emojis. It takes me all 10 or 15 seconds, I don't know, or less. And just let her know I love her and I'm thinking about her. On Beyond Belief, I do the dad joke of the day a couple times. And okay. I will take that dad joke, and I'll just send it to Sherry with the heading, smile. <laughs> she yeah. never, I want, never replies to it. And I get home, really? and I'm like, well, did you get my email this morning? She said, yes, I groaned and didn't feel it was worth a response. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it makes her smile, and she knows I'm thinking about her. Yeah, even if it is kind of groaning. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they are dad jokes. That's kind of the way it goes. All right. So, what's another thing that the suggesting communication here? Something like what you and Kathy do. Let's take a walk tonight. Walking also is is a good place to be able to talk. It's a place you don't typically have your cell phone out. Although I can hear people saying, "Oh, yeah, I do." <laughs> But it, it's just easier if we're walking to not have it out. And there's an opportunity to talk more about things like what we're doing, where we're we going, what you'd like to see happen. Now, when it comes to communication, Tom, on the communication highway, I know there is something you're a real big advocate of, and it's our next bullet point, avoiding using you statements. So let's kind of unpack that a little bit. That's right, Scott. You need to stop doing that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't resist, Scott. Uh -huh. What we're talking about there is I statements talk about how I feel. And when you allow your partner to feel what they feel and you don't 
jump down their throats for it. That's a really good thing for them to be able to to say, this is what I heard you say is an incredible gift we can give our marriage partners. That means we had to be listening in order to say, this is what I heard you tell me. Okay. Very important. Now, when it comes to, to sharing these feelings as I feel instead of you shouldn't do that, I feel like when you say that, this is how I feel. And that opens up, that opens up a communication highway, a, 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 a side street, if you will. Yeah. So you can communicate more. It's so critically important. Now, what about the idea, you know, and this is one of my biggest problems. I've been married, it'll be 39 years this year, if I did the math right. Thank you. And I have never won an argument. (laughs) And I never will. I hate (laughs) confrontation. Right. And I I tend to shy away from it and run away from it. If, If there's a confrontation going on in a family between spouses, are there other ways to express that other than uh, getting on a very uncomfortable communication highway face-to-face? Are there other ways that communication highway can work? I honestly believe this to be true, is texting or emails, uh, if it has to be hard paper and a carrier pigeon, okay. <laughs> but those have the potential to be safer because you have to be very careful of how, what you say so it's not taken out of context and somebody gets hurt by it could it be a written letter or maybe a a a card where you write on there you know i'm sorry we're i'm i i upset you and here's what i felt yeah that that would be because when we look at the the rules of the highway for one if we start with a use statement it's an instant invitation to an argument and so 38 percent of communication being tone and attitude can set it off pretty seriously into a head-on collision right away if your tone and attitude are not healthy. So there are a lot of ways to do that. And in today's world where we don't write letters anymore, you know, your spouse might be really uh, intrigued by a handwritten letter or a handwritten card as opposed to an email or a text just to, you know, I I should probably do that with Sherry. Send her a letter to work. It'd get everybody at work talking anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it a try. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to give that a shot. We're going to kind of tie it up right there for now, Tom, and let's move into next uh, next week. We're going to talk some more about keeping the romance alive. But until then, if there are marriages that are in need of help and they need a conversation beyond just the two of them, how can they get a hold of you to start that conversation? I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. 